Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome for joining us on the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. Welcome. Good morning, Faggy. Good morning, Adol. Sitting here in my car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a, bit of a, a bit of a holiday. <laughs> well, I'm hunkered in my office all nice and quiet and you in your car. Oh, peace for the next hour where we can just actually <laughs> I think have I'm some time. I this more often. <laughs> Pretend I have a radio show I need to host. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to the show and I hope you're all bearing out under our self-isolation quarantine slash uh, backslash lockdown and um, we want to make this a fun show and a show that will inspire all of you to get into your kitchen. So right after this Faggy, out of the car, into your <laughs> kitchen please. We thought yeah. that um, it's probably appropriate because the holiday of um, Pesach is coming around. It generally is a very, very daunting holiday, and um, I know that it doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum, if you are facing making a Seder or having people or trying to um, celebrate Pesach, most of us, or almost all of us, land up getting into a huge tiz because um, the, the specter of the cooking and the changing and the, the cleaning, etc., etc., becomes pretty overwhelming. What I would like to do today is I would like to um, speak to you and, 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 and uh, you, myself and Faggy speak to you about how to make Pesach really, really easy. And truth be said, hopefully by the time we finish this uh, discussion, we are going to actually understand that we can live Pesach the entire year because that's really in truth what I do and so Pesach um, for me is in a sense from a cooking perspective a non-event. We're going to go to a little bit of an ad break and afterwards we will be uh, you know have this discussion and if you'd like to join in 34519 is our SMS number um, our control man will be sending me any uh, SMSs that you're sending, any questions that you have so hang in there, we'll be back shortly. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adel Kosulski and Fagy Stern. We are here to help you make Pesach early. And I know, uh, Fagy, we were just discussing a little bit of what, uh, what we're going to say tonight. And I think perhaps um, one of the things that I, I certainly have found, and I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm sitting in my office and I can just access my computer. I'm a little bit of a, an organizational freak. So what I did in many, for many, many years is that I made a meal plan, which I found to be very, very helpful. And I think it's, I mean, it's something that's helpful the entire year. It's not something that is Pesach-based, but I think it's extremely helpful for Pesach because one of the things, it's a psychological thing, but one of the things that we go through is that there's nothing to eat. Um, and so many, many years ago, I sat down and I started planning what am I going to be feeding my family from the day before Pesach, meaning the day um, of, of Biur Chametz, the, the morning when we burn the Chametz and we're in that transition period between 
you know, changing over and, you know, we're not eating hummus, but we're not really, um, you know, into, into complete Pesach mode right through um, until the end. And um, it took a little bit of thinking and it takes a little bit of, a, of, of, of you know, of, of um, just being creative about it. But I've managed through my, my, uh, my, my, I don't know, 30 years of making Pesach not to even repeat the same thing twice. So you just actually got to start thinking outside the box and start seeing what will work when. Obviously, when you are doing your meal plan, um, one should take into account Shabbos's, Yontiv's. This year we actually have quite a difficult one because we've got Pesach Wednesday night, Thursday, Thursday night, Friday, then going into Shabbos. So when you're sitting down to do your meal plan, you need to actually plan food that is just going to be easy to make or certain dishes that will be better for, you know, a certain time, uh, days of the holiday than others. So I think that's, that's the first, you know, um, suggestion that I would give out to everybody. Um, and then, you know, Adel, now that yeah. I'm thinking about it, sorry, I'm interrupting. No, go ahead. But- a couple of years ago, there was a girl that came to me and said that she had a couple of health concerns um, and that she had gone off gluten, dairy, and sugar. And I looked at her, and my mouth dropped, and said, but what do you eat? Um, <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, what is there in the world if you don't eat gluten, dairy, and sugar? This is what we eat all the time, and tell me how you do it. And then, obviously, when I started um, going into it myself and, and stopped the gluten, the dairy, and the sugar, I realized that we're actually needing the breads and the pastas and the quick fixes to quickly eat something and we don't we actually don't eat the healthy stuff because we're eating the bread and the pastas um, and I think it's the same thing with Pesach when it comes to Pesach we all go oh my gosh what are we going to eat what is there right. to eat and and we kind of freak out that there's no bread and there's no pastas and we can't just boil something on the stove quickly for our children um, and there is a bit there is more of a thought process as you're saying you know there is more of the planning there is more of um, having the ingredients in the house and like you said before, obviously being able to bring it into the year um, and bring the healthy way of eating throughout the year is basically Pesach um, and replacing the proteins and the healthy vegetables and the healthy fruits that much more often. Correct. <clears throat> For those that are on a path of healing and, and many times they've gone to homeopaths and they have, they've taken like, you know, the list of everything we eat to take one big cross and cross out everything. And then they come back and say, what am I going to eat? Um, I always say to them, think Pesach, because if you think Pesach, Pesach then becomes the whole year. So I, I think it's a, like a, a very opportune message anyway, is that is one of the constraints, right? That's one of the, the slaveries that we are. We are, we slaves to, to quick foods. We slave to, to, to the pastas and to the, the milk and the gluten and the dairy and the, and, and the stuff that, that, that comes easily and that's not healthy for us. And one of the goings out of Egypt, one of the constraints that we have to leave is actually to think out of the box. And once you, once you make that shift, it's actually it's it's pretty easy. So the very first thing, ladies, if you want to have an easy Pesach, and I'm telling you take that, and then you can actually do it for the entire year, is just spend some time now. We're all sitting at home. Spend some time. Open up an Excel spreadsheet, or if it's easier, take a, a you know a piece of paper. Divide it up um, of the eight nine days 
just before Pesach until the end of Pesach, highlight which is the Shabbos and Yontavs, highlight I've got breakfast, lunch and supper, um, and then start trying to think what it is that you can make and on what days it will work. And I'm going to actually kind of go through my um, my my meal plan with you just to give you a little bit of, of an idea that if you don't have what you need, you can still go out and, and do it. And I want to preface this by telling you where I'm coming from. And this is not something necessarily that, that, that needs to be imposed on everybody, but just to actually un- understand that within this uh, form of cooking, um, for the listeners out there, both Fagi and myself are Chabad um, uh, uh, affiliated. And when it comes to a Chabad Pesach, one of the stringencies we take upon ourselves is that we don't use anything processed, meaning we will not go out there and buy the tomato sauce and the Coke and the mayonnaise and the chips and the chocolates, etc., etc. Um, a Chabad Pesach is made completely from raw ingredients. Um, there is a little bit of uh, wiggly room amongst the Chabad community. Um, some people will use some sugar, others will not. Some people will use oil, others will not. Um, and some people will use potato starch, others will not. But other than that, we do not go out and buy any processed ingredients. And that, in a sense, when you talk to people, actually... You, you gasp even more. So now, what do you mean I can't go use that vinegar or I can't do X, Y, Z? Well, it's it's really, really doable. And trust me, anybody that has come um, certainly to my place and I'm sure to, to anybody else who's made a, a Chabad meal um, speaks about how delicious the food is. We have a further constraint which we take upon ourselves, and that is that we don't eat vegetables that are not peelable. For example, mushrooms, um, um Peppers, uh, all the herbs, etc. We will not cook with them on Pesach. Not imposing that on everybody, but just to actually understand that even within those constraints, Pesach is something that's absolutely doable and can be absolutely delicious and uh, really something that 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 can be enjoyed by the whole family. So on that premise, we're going to go for, again for a little bit of an ad break, and afterwards, I think Faggy, we will talk nuts and bolts, and uh, mm-hmm. we will tell everybody how to put their pace up together. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kasulski and Faggy Stern. Welcome back, and um, let's start putting together our Pesach menu. Um, one of the things, uh, Faggy, that we were discussing, Faggy and I are big fans of a doctor called Dr. Mark Hyman. He's made it his life's mission to get people primarily, primarily to eat healthy. And for those that are on our WhatsApp group, um, many times you'll see um, us posting uh, from, from stuff that he has said. One of the things that – and I bought one of his cookbooks, um, which is called uh, What the Heck Should I Cook?, um, very, very appropriate, I guess. <laughs> it's appropriate now for Pesach. What the heck should I cook? I think one of the things that he, that, that he says there, and I think this is the primary thing, is you need to cook freely, meaning it's not necessarily about a recipe. You know, add in two teaspoons of this and a quarter of this and, a, uh, you know, a half of whatever of that, is that one should 
um, come to a point where you look in the fridge and you just pull out whatever ingredients you've got and then you become creative and just cook freely and try different things. And it's very, very interesting uh, when you start training yourself to cook like that, what it is that you can actually do. It is amazing how we actually take a lot of the, you know, we become so creative on Pesach. We think, oh, my gosh, what can we do? And we land up doing things we don't do all year round. And I sometimes say to myself, I wish we ate this, this all year round, you know, the soups Brilliant. that we make and the, the way we use citrus in our salads and in our dressings. Um, mm. you know, just to, t- like you say, take those ingredients and add them to, to things that you wouldn't usually use. So let's, let's go through them. I'm looking, I'm looking at my, my menu and I'm going to give all of you some ideas in, in, in start, in, 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 in fishes, in meats, in soups, in side dishes, and in desserts. So let's, let's start with the soups. We're starting to, toward, coming towards a cold period and there's nothing nicer than a really, really hearty bowl of soup. And there is so many soups. I've got to tell you, <laughs> yeah, I'm stepping into the confession booth. This morning, I had a vegetable soup that I had made for breakfast. Yeah, I was taking in my whole intake for, for soup. It was a little chilly outside this morning, um, and that's what I actually had for breakfast. Yes, I might not be a little bit normal, but whoever said that I was. So let me give you some ideas about vegetable soups, and uh, or not only vegetable soups, soups per se. A vegetable soup is any vegetables that you want to throw in. And here, ladies, I'm talking about don't cook with stock. You don't need all these stock products that are out there. Um, I don't cook like that the entire the entire year. I do not use chicken stock or vegetable stock or onion stock because it's full of MSG, full of, of colorants, additives, all sorts of things. Um, if you take in a pot and you throw into it any type of vegetables, take an onion. Um, what I do is I dice my onion and then I will chop into it baby marrow, butternut, um, um, sweet potato, leeks, celery, carrots, any vegetable under the sun, tom- uh, grated tomatoes, and you actually just put it with a little bit of oil at the bottom of your of your pot and you fry it up just to make it a, like sautéed and then fill up your pot with water and just let it slowly cook. You will have the most delicious the most delicious uh, vegetable soup that is hearty and that has all all the nutrients that you need um, from a vegetable soup. I've actually got to tell you a joke that last year, it was the year before, um, I was making soup and um, <laughs> I, I told I told my my my, my staff, my kitchen my 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 my, my kitchen staff there, just chop up all of these vegetables because I want to throw them into a soup. And I had the intention of making a vegetable soup. And then um, making some type of fruity chicken. And what happened was is I left out um, pineapple and a whole lot of other stuff. And they chopped it all up. And unbeknownst to me, um, <laughs> my domestic threw my fruit. Pineapple. Oh my gosh. <laughs> into my vegetable soup. <laughs> I came to the, I came afterwards, after it was cooked and there I see these pieces of pineapple floating around <laughs> in my vegetable soup and I went, oh my god! I'm like, what am I gonna do? And it was, I'm not talking about a small pot, I'm talking about a, like a, like a hundred liter pot, like the biggest, um, the biggest one. And so what I did is I actually mullied it all up. I kept quiet and I served it. It was actually for the Seder. <laughs> and people were going, mm, this is delicious. 
delicious. Why did you stick in this? When everybody had finished taking seconds, I said, by the way, there was pineapple and mango thrown into the vegetables. So it was like, a, it was like a pretty interesting uh, experience, but honestly, ladies, you can try it. Don't tell your family. <laughs> So, you know, that's you what you call do. using your ingredients and, and looking in your fridge to see what there is. Absolutely, absolutely. You so. know, Ada, I just want to go back one second to speaking mm. about vegetable stock and chicken stock. I'm sure we can make some fruit stock too. Um, <laughs> exactly. But to, just to go back to the chicken stock, it's actually quite simple to make your own chicken stock. Um, if you have, you know, you make a chicken soup, what I do is I leave, I make like a chicken broth. Um, with the bones, all different types of bones, even some marrow bones, um, some celery, carrots, onions, in a massive, massive pot, even sometimes two big pots of, um, you know, chicken soup, and leave it to boil, to simmer for 24 hours. And that, you can literally take that stock and put it into your mango vegetable soup if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not, not confuse the listeners out there. You can make a delicious mango vegetable stocky <laughs> dessert. <laughs> But um, even that broth is super healthy for your gut yeah. and um, excellent to put into anything that you're cooking or frying. Um, and you, like you say, you don't need the MSG and it's super healthy and delicious. The way that I make my chicken soup, in fact, I, I forged an incredible, incredible friendship with somebody who unfortunately passed away just a year or two years ago. About 20 years ago, I was doing a workshop with them. It was on how to handle stress. And it was the era of Pesach. It was the, the week or two before Pesach. And everybody was stressing about the cooking. And, you know, um, I mentioned something about the fact that I make chicken soup without a stock. And this lady was flabbergasted. She said to me, you do what? How do you do that? Um, so I'm going to just share with you what I do with uh, making chicken soup is that I will take two or one or two full chickens. I'll fill up a big pot of water. I'll put the chicken in there. It could still even be frozen and take one whole onion, white onion, just unpeeled, put it in there and get it to start boiling. And it boils. And what happens is all the gum comes to the top. You, you, you progressively just take away all the, the, the stuff that comes to the top. And then once that, once you see the chicken, um, pretty cooled, uh, uh, pretty cooked, like parboiled, then add your vegetables, your carrots, your butternut, your baby marrow, your celery. Um, some people like putting in some herbs, some, you know, whatever it is that you want, rosemary, parsley, chopped up, and then let it carry on cooking. And once the vegetables are cooked, what I do is I take the chicken out, um, up, by the way, Cook, I, I do the, the chicken with the skin on. I'll take the, 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 the skin off. I will f- shred the, the chicken off the bones, reintroduce it into the soup. And then what actually works very nicely, and not because you're trying to hide something here, is to mully the soup. And you've got really a hearty, thick, um, uh, chicken soup, which is absolutely, absolutely delicious. And of course, there's the tomato soups that you can do. Just take some red onions and tomatoes and some, some, some parsley, salt and pepper. Bake it in the, in the, in the oven and then take it and mully it up. You can make a plain butternut soup. You can, you can, there's, there's many, many soups that you could do that, that, that are just, you know, just taking the various combinations. That roasting, like taking, yes, that's a good, huge tray and threw all the vegetables that I had from the market 
um, roasted it. I found that roasting actually gives it that extra flavor too. It's absolutely delicious. Salt and pepper. Start going again with, you know, how many spices that you need, etc. I literally, the whole year, I cook with just Himalayan salt and, and crushed pepper. And it's, 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 it's absolutely fantastic. So here you've got maybe three or four or five different types of soups. What I also do, and this is something that don't make yourself crazy. You don't have to be as crazy as I'm not going to serve the same thing twice. Um, I made two huge pots of vegetable soup, uh, a pot of vegetable and chicken, and I subdivided it. So I've got like four meals where I can go and serve soup. Let's go on to the main courses. What are your favorite main courses, baby? Well, I actually like to start off with making sauces that are ready to throw onto my meats and my chickens. Um, it just makes everything that much easier and that much more available. Um, I start off by making my tomato sauces, also roasting it for a couple of hours in the oven. Um, I take some onions, uh, I literally take, I think, six kilos even of tomatoes, which sounds like a fortune, but when you chop it up into a roasting pan, it isn't that much. Um, and you just throw over a little bit of oil, again, salt and pepper. If you like it to be a bit spicy, you add like a, a chili, one or two chilies, um, and then blend it really well, and you can use that as a base in almost anything. Uh, mm-hmm. We also like to make a mango chutney, uh, again, tomatoes, onions, Throw in some, you know, fry the, fry the onions nicely, then add the tomatoes and start adding the mango towards the end, salt and pepper. Um, mango chutney is delicious. You blend it, mouille it, make it into like a nice sauce. Absolutely delicious over chicken. Um, throw some onions around the chicken, put the, the mango chutney over, bake it. It's outstanding. Yeah. Um, I think what, what, just very I interestingly, using a lot of the same sauces over even a, like a lamb shoulder. It's outstanding right. on a lamb shoulder. Well, so just to add on that, by the way, when we're talking about our meat and our chicken, that also includes fish. I know that um, my, my, my one daughter likes to have a little bit more of a harif story. So she makes like a Moroccan fish. She'll take onions and peppers and a little bit of chili, uh, maybe uh, even mushrooms, and she cooks that up, and then she puts it over either uh, hake or, or salmon, and you actually get like a, a very, very delicious, spicy, you know, Moroccan thing to it. One of the things, one of the easiest things that I do, um, if you don't want to spend the hours making the, uh, like a tomato sauce, whatever, is that you simply take butternut, mango, um, and pineapple, just Peel them and grate them and grate red onion and just simply take those four ingredients, grated red onion or white onion, grated butternut, grated pineapple and grated mango. Put some salt and pepper and just throw the grated um, ingredients on top um, of a raw chicken, of a roast. Stick that in the oven and just it will make its own juice and it will be unbelievably um, delicious. Of course, you could do things like I've got, I'm looking again on my list. I do roasted mushrooms. So I will cook my roast with just a little bit of raw onion, etc. And then I will take the gravy. I will then um, fry some onions, fry some mushrooms, throw it into the gravy. You can use potato starch as your thickener, um, because that's really what Mazina is. And you can then have roast with a, a creamy mushroom sauce. Again, use that mushroom sauce on your fish, on your meat, 
on your chicken. If you're not into making saucy things, you can then, of course, go into the schnitzels. You have uh, chicken schnitzel, meat schnitzel, um, obviously fried fish, etc., etc. So that really is, you know, what you can use for your 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 your, your protein or your you know the main part of your meals. And the schnitzel is delicious when you take the when you take some almonds and ground uh, ground them up. And then again, like you say, use potato starch and egg and then dip it into some of the almond, um, meal or almond flour. What I like to do is sometimes add in some either coriander or some parsley. Make it a nice right. herby schnitzel. Comes out right. delicious and everyone devours the, it. The other thing I did last year was I took the schnitzel and as I was preparing it, you know, dipping it into the potato starch and into the egg, and if you want to add in what, what, what Faggy has just said, I also chopped up some onions, fried up some onions and put the onions in the frying pan, and then put the schnitzel in there, and then you're actually cooking it and you actually get fried, a fried onion meat taste. Absolutely delicious. So, oh, one other thing that I'm looking on my list, I make the most delicious lamb stew. I can tell you categorically my lamb stew during Pesach is actually nicer than my lamb stew during the year. <clears throat> and basically what I do with, 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 with lamb is I'll take a big pot, again, put onions at the bottom, a little bit of oil, I'll like um, saute the, the, the pieces, uh, the, the knuckles of the lamb, um, until they're golden brown. And then again, I will grate, um, put in mango and pineapple, butternut, etc. Like the and mango it, and the pineapple. I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, because everything is just yes. So I do. I love that a lot because it's got an excellent, excellent taste to it. Tangy and you get taste, really tangy, tangy taste. I'm into the tangy taste. Like right. That. Let's. Let's talk about side dishes. Well, the side dishes is actually, believe it or not, for me, I think is endless. Because you could, yes, because you could divide the side dishes into two. You can have side dishes that are raw. So we're talking about all the salads that you can make and then all your cooked side dishes. So let's just talk about the salads. You know, and here again, I'm talking from a constrained position that I'm a person that will not use um, unpeeled vegetables on Pesach for those that are, are not on that stringency, uh, the, the, for sure it's even much, much easier. There's many, many salads you can do an onion, tomato and cucumber one. You can do again, here I go again, a butternut and pineapple <laughs> one. Um, I remember one year on the last day of Pesach, I, I looked at my kitchen and I had all sorts of weird, like just, I don't know, it seemed disparaging ingredients. And I made a salad that just the other day, my son-in-law said, will you make that delicious salad? It was leftover cabbage. I took cabbage. I took um, pineapple. I took almonds. I took pomegranate seeds. I took avocado. And I think it was nachis. And I threw them all into a salad and I put a, a freshly squeezed lemon um, and, and oil dressing on top. It was a hit. They're asking me to do it again. And I'm going... No, I only did it because I was looking what else I, <laughs> what I could finish up in my kitchen. So your salads, you know, fresh salads, is it, it, it's absolutely endless what you can do. Endless. Um, I like to also take um, some beetroot, grated beetroot, grated right. pineapple, grated carrot, just all together. It's so colorful, so tasty, so delicious. Throw over a bit of salt, pepper, maybe a drop of oil. If you have, completely raw. Oh, that's raw. interesting. It is okay. so fresh, so tasty, absolutely delicious. 
Um, again, we put a lot of citrus, a lot of like you could put uh, grapefruit into a salad with even, let's say, your leftover schnitzel from the night before. Um, throw it in over a salad with some crunchy nuts on top. Uh, roasted vegetables, side dish, del- absolutely delicious. Throw anything into the oven. Um, make a massive tray of red onions and sweet potatoes, whatever you enjoy. Uh, well, a, a delicious side dish, just as a side, regular side. Right, uh, right, right, right. So also other side dishes, you could do onion rings. Um, you could, what, what I've done, <clears throat> I do every year is I make all different types of like ratatouille. So one, one I do very, very plain. I just go fry onions and tomatoes and baby marrow and that becomes a side dish. Then I'll do, I'll just fry onions and mushrooms and that can be a side dish that you could put over mashed potato. Um, and then you also, Going into the realm of all the kugels, you could do a baby marrow kugel, you could do a butternut kugel, you could do a sweet potato kugel. We make the most outstanding mushroom kugel. It's so delicious. You take um, potatoes and you boil the potatoes, you mash potatoes, you then put like, use it as your base um, mm-hmm. in a in a pan, and then you fry up your onions, your mushrooms. Um, you throw in some potato starch if you use potato starch, uh, salt, pepper, an egg, and it literally becomes a, a mushroom quiche. Throw it over the, the the potato base, put it in the oven, bake it. I guess to vow it before Pesach even starts, I have to make three times. Wow, that's you see, that's that's fantastic. And you see, if you if you all out there are listening to what we're saying, it's just creative cooking. We're not going to say, well, here it is. It's two teaspoons of this and a quarter of that, and a plant of that. It's more just like looking at what we've got, um, you know, available to us. And actually just doing it in 101 ways. One of the very easiest things to do, I do it every single year, is I get a full sack of squash. Okay, I boil all the squash, I drain the water, mash it up, and you've got a side helping of squash. You can do the same thing with butternut. You can do the same thing uh, with, with, with pumpkin. Um, and those can all be side dishes. So you've got... Like a tremendous amount, you don't land up having to just eat, as everybody says, meat and potatoes. Um, I'm not sure if we are going for a break because we can't see Craig, our controller. Craig, I'm going to carry on talking until you notify me um, as such. So let's let's continue then um, onto other small side dishes that 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 I put uh, that I that I make, um, which can go. For lunches and for suppers, um, those being you can make um, a matbucha. Uh, we did that last week. I actually said to to my daughter when she made it, the whole house was smelling of of, of the chilies that you could die. And uh, I actually said to her, if there was coronavirus, God forbid, in our house, I'm sure that that was an absolute cure. I've just got notification from Craig that we do have to go for an air break. Let's do that, and I'll get back and tell you how I made my matbucha. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Welcome back, and I think I was giving a, a recipe on how to get rid of coronavirus. No, joke, joke. <laughs> so what you do if you want to have like a matbukha, something some of my family likes really having spicy everything, I'm a very, very plain cooker, is that um, you take a little bit of onion, you take yellow, red, and uh, green red peppers, you take some tomatoes, you take red and green chilies, 
Um, I even put in some pepper, what, what they call pepper, pepper juice, those little red things. And you chop it all tight, really, really small, and you stick it in a frying pan with a little bit of oil and you let it fry. The half of this is just to let it like saute for hours. And just every so often add another little bit or dollop of, 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 um, oil so that, uh, it, it kind of like becomes exactly what you see in the shops as the matbucha. You don't need a tremendous amount to like to make a little, it makes like a half a, like the half size console jars, not the huge ones, the half size ones. And, um, the longer it, it, it stays, the, the better it becomes. And I just take it and I put it in a little bowl at the table that if anybody wants to, you know, to have a little bit more spice to their food, they can use that. And, of course, then, Faggy, there's the mayonnaise that I think that everybody makes from scratch pretty easy. Yes? Correct. I have a friend that actually makes her own mayonnaise all year round, and it's just so much healthier. And right. So much, it's literally t- also, it could take minutes. You just put it in a bowl, have the ingredients in there, use a hand blender, and it just blends into a mayonnaise within minutes. Correct. So you can have that. What I also do is I take the beetroot, um, I peel like a sack, uh, a sack or two, a thrifty pack sack or two, um, I boil up the beetroot and then what I do is I either slice it or grate it and I put raw onion in it and I put it into console dishes. You could do it a couple of days before Pesach and you can have beetroot as a side dish. You could also make your own pickled Cucumbers, um, sweet and sour if you want, or herby and you want. All you do is you put hot water. Uh, I don't use vinegar. You can use the vinegar. I use lemon juice, salt, pepper, parsley, whatever it is that you want. That works fantastically. Another side dish or a dish that you can use, I, I actually use it for cooking, is I will take um, oil and basil, fresh basil and just put salt, pepper, oil, basil, put it in a food blender, make a basil paste, like a pesto. You can also add pine nuts if you want, and then you can put that as a side dish or you can use it to baste the chicken. Absolutely, categorically delicious. I think I'm starting to salivate here. I'm getting <laughs> excited for Pesach. <laughs> You're getting your digestive enzymes going already. Exactly, and that's, that's a big lesson, right, Fabi? <laughs> <laughs> That, that 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 your food be, uh, actually starts in your brain and in in, in the way that you, you you think about it. Speaking about Dr. Mark Hyman, he did say the other day how um, in order for our body to digest our food correctly, we have to you know the the enzymes have to work, and in order for the enzymes to start working, you have to be involved in the kitchen. It's looking at the colorful vegetables, smelling the smells that come from the food. Um, already that's when your digestive enzymes start in order to digest the food that you're going to sit down and enjoy. So, right. Yeah. Right. So that, that's very important. And of course, I, I think that, that people know that then you can, you could do potato latkes. You can, um, do a whole lot of latkes, butternut latkes, pumpkin fritters. Yeah, you could do so many fritters that could be a side dishes. Actually, I think we've given a lot of ideas that you can do for more than eight days over here without actually um, repeating yourselves. Let's talk a little bit about dessert because everybody, that's where everybody, I think, struggles the most, uh, particularly when we're addicted to sugar and we are looking for, you know, the sweetness um, that seems to, like, evade us. On Pesach, and here we're talking, I'm, I'm personally talking with no sugar at all, um, but 
you know, if you want, you can add a little bit of sugar. Honestly, I think that even if you add a little bit of sugar, it won't be the same amount of sugar that you will, you would get if you're buying it processed. Um, the type of stuff that you can make, which is obviously simple, is to make applesauce. Just take uh, a, th- a thrifty pack of of a golden delicious apples and Granny Smith apples and red apples and pink apples. Boil them up together. Mully them, you know. Boil them, drain them, mully them up. You could uh, make it taste nicer if you stuck in some granadillas. Um, I do a lot of that. Um, I've done that already. Like I, add- make, I make like an apple um, crumble. You do apples with a bit of lemon juice, a little bit of sugar, some potato starch. Mix that together. Yeah. Um, if people use cinnamon, you can use a bit of cinnamon. And then the topping is also some crushed nuts and a little bit of sugar just to add to the top to make it nice and crispy. With, without um, a base. Without a base. The, the base the base lands up being the apples with the potato starch. So that, that uh-huh. creates the base. The potato that's, starch lands up kind of sitting at the bottom and that creates the base. Right, right. That's absolutely delicious. I also do an apple meringue. So you can make a base out of almond flour, potato starch. Um, you can you can look that up anywhere. You can make you can make a base like that, and you again can boil some apples, and then you can uh, you know take some egg whites, stick it on top, make an apple meringue. Um, there's all sorts we love, of we love even just mango, simple mango with granadilla on top. That's right, just they right. Now place our family. Um, um, you you can Jessica can Seffel, sorry, yes. as well. She has the most outstanding recipe for a lemon tart, which is the base is. Almonds, um, dates, a uh, couple other ingredients basically lands up being the base. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe some, some almond paste or, and then the, the filling is some coconut oil and lemon juice, a little bit of either honey or maple syrup if you use on Pesach and it lands up setting as the top. Also absolutely outstanding. Excellent. Um, I've got a few more ideas about desserts. We're going to go for a little bit of an ad break. And, of course, chew, time has grown, having such a lot of fun discussing all the foods we can make. We'll be back shortly. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Fagy Stern. Welcome back. And I just want to touch base quickly on another two uh, recipes. Uh, for ice cream, for example, you could take eggs, separate them like eight eggs, um, you beat up the whites with half a cup of sugar, and then you beat up the yellows with half a cup of sugar. And into the yellows, you can put grated pineapple, berries, granadillas, cocoa, nuts. Then fold the white into the yellow and, and freeze that, um, and that really makes a delicious ice cream. One of my favorites is to make a strawberry fluff. Normally, during the year, I will serve it as a fluff. On Pesach, I freeze it, and it's pretty delicious. Very easy. Take one egg white. Put half a cup of sugar, put it on a full beat, let it beat, and slowly, slowly just add in probably half to a one punnet of strawberries. And you will get this huge, like, meringue type of uh, strawberry fluff. Take it, put it into a silver foil container or plastic container, freeze them, and that actually makes for a delicious dessert and, 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 and really makes it sweet. Very quickly, my Peggy, favorite, should, my favorite yes. dessert is a, a mango sorbet. We, we make every year. It's my first mm-hmm. dessert that I go to. Um, you make like a syrup on the stove with the sugar, water, throw in some lemon juice, even some lime. Um, then you pour it over the man, the cut up mangoes. And once that's cooled, you add in one or two egg whites. 
You then freeze it. And when it's semi-frozen, you take it out, you blend it up in your machine. You might have to do one once or twice, dependent on how strong your machine is. Um, and it makes an outstanding creamy mango citrusy sorbet. Delicious. I think. Serve with your apple crumble or your mm. other, you know, saucy apple sauces that you make, etc. Right. I, I think uh, one other thing I can tell you is that the other thing that worked out well, again, it, it worked out just by mistake um, many years ago, but it's become a standard, is that I make uh, um, Pesach cakes, which are basically cakes with potato starch, eggs, cocoa, um, some sugar. I put them in silver foil containers in loaves, and what I do is I actually freeze those cakes, and then for dessert – Take it out frozen. You can flip over the silver foil container. It looks like a loaf. And I cut frozen cake and then I serve it with some apple sauce, mango sauce or any other thing like that. And it's absolutely, absolutely delicious. Let's quickly, because we've only got maybe a minute left, talk about breakfast. What do you do for breakfast, Fagy? Well, we're a big egg fan, my, my family. So we do eggs quite a lot. We make delicious um, omelets with onions and throw in a whole bunch of different vegetables, baby marrows, mushrooms, dependent on what you like. Um, that really fills you up nicely. So my, my children don't come running to me every two minutes that they're starving. Um, then we do our apple sauces with some fruit. If you have some right. yogurt, we also do make some yogurt with our apple sauces or pear sauces. Um, right. Fresh fruit is always delicious. Uh, uh, chunky cheese. Try take some some chunky cheese and and cut fresh fresh kiwis uh, with with kiwis and 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 pepino and then dollop a little bit of applesauce on and it's absolutely delicious. Um, so these are some of the ideas. I, I'm getting quite a few WhatsApps of people. Um, I've missed the. I've missed this, I've missed that. This is going to be podcast um, on the High FM uh, website, hopefully. Um, if you are wanting specific recipes, we will we will post some of these ideas. Just e- uh, for those that are on the WhatsApp group, you can uh, WhatsApp myself or Fagy for whatever it is that you've missed, and we will put that on the Healthy You, um, Wealthy You WhatsApp. If you are not on the WhatsApp, please will you email info at highfm.com with your name and your number, and we'll gladly add you on onto it, and and you can start becoming part of the community where we're turning into a healthy you, wealthy you. To summarise, I'm actually looking at the at the um, calendar right now, and unfortunately next week is going to be really air of Pesach, so we won't be having a, pro, a, a broadcast. And then the following week is actually actually is Pesach, so we're only going to meet each other again after Pesach. So we, I wish everybody out there a healthy, healthy Pesach, a Pesach of healing, a Pesach of, our, uh, of ourselves going out of our limitations. And even when it comes to the most uh, mundane, our cooking, we should all go out of our meitzarim, out of our limitations, and start becoming uh, creative cooks, creative uh, people who cook freely with the abundant, abundant um, nutrition that God has has given us. So a chatzamech to everybody, a chatzamech to you, uh, Fagi. Thank you for joining. Thank you, thank you so much, Edel. And uh, we'll 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 yeah, see you on the year for everyone. Amen, amen. We will be back again. Please, God, in Yerushalayim. Hopefully, uh, after the holiday break. Be well, everybody.